God bless you and welcome to Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast. We appreciate and welcome all of you, our listeners around the world. Stay tuned to hear an exciting word from pastor teacher, Dr. James Sutton. tired five hours of surgery make anybody tired but we know that God as Venus said God chose not to give us a verdict of wanting to take his angel home amen and I just really thank God for that I thank God that we're all still here uh, if the Lord's willing we'll all see 2020 together new friends new family always God is adding to his church daily we are his body and God will never leave his body. If you, if he is the head and you are the body, there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Amen. And you have to believe in that. And, 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 and what I learned yesterday was, and, and, and ongoing through what everybody goes through is, you don't need to be worrying about it. I know it's hard. I know it's, it's, it's so hard. It's hard. And, and, and I know there's have to be a difference between worrying and deep concern. But worrying means that you doubt that God will. And that's why it's a sin. Because when the children of Israel were going through the wilderness, I read in the passage of the Bible this, this week that the reason why they were in the wilderness for so long, God said, I was angry with them because they didn't trust me. They didn't go possess the land. When God told them, go and possess the land, they should have been like, okay, we gone. But God is so patient, he said, okay, you don't trust me, so go ahead and send some spies over to see if you see what I told you. But see, God always holds back the little bit. He didn't tell them about the giants, but see, God doesn't tell us what's around the corner. But we have to have faith that whatever was around the corner, we can conquer it. We can get through it. It's not what I don't see. I'm just happy God lets me see what he does. See, God say, just trust in what I've shown you. Don't worry about what I haven't shown you. See, that's our problem. We always messing in his business. Hasn't God shown you he's been good enough? The children of Israel, think about it. They got miracles we've never seen, and it still wasn't good enough to trust God to go across the Jordan. You done part of the sea, and you don't trust me when I say this going across the Jordan. Because you heard, you know, uh, uh, Sister B, I know everybody hearing stuff in the Bible. You heard this. You heard this. You heard this. Faith come by hearing. Hearing come by the word of God. See, this is the problem. You got to ask yourself. If you're worrying, are you listening to the wrong people? Amen. Amen. Are you listening to the wrong people? And I find myself, I'm sure you do too, sometimes the wrong person get in your ear. They're not trying to be malicious. They're just not spiritual enough to handle what you're going through. They have no understanding of how this fits together. And what we, and what we, what, and me and me have talks, and, and we were talking about the difference between you being involved in the process. See, this is what I want to tell you. I want to kind of get this straight in y'all's mind. 
Because Karen said something, and I want you to understand this. In your salvation, you bring nothing to the table. You hear what I just said? You bring nothing to the table. Nothing. All you bring is your sin. <laughs> you bring a boatload of sin. That's all you bring to the table. Now, you saved, right? Now you begin what we call the sanctification process. You're justified by faith, which we read in Romans. We're getting past the justification by faith. Abraham was the example. He heard God. He trusted God. He moved. Okay? You have faith that God has delivered you from darkness into light and salvation. You are buried with him. You are, you are, you are resurrected with him. And now your life is hidden in him. And there's no death, no life, no angel, no principality, no things present, no things can come. Can separate you from what God has done for you in your salvation. Put a period on that. Now begins the process. Sanctification. Now sanctification works the same way, but you got to participate in that. It's your job to plan and to do and to move because you become the body of Christ, right? The body of Christ is not still. The body of Christ is moving in faith. So when you plan, when you do, it's not about losing control or worrying. It's about being a good steward with the time God gave you that's left. So when you say, Sister Kay, it's up to God. Yeah, overall, it's up to him. But if we say prayer changes things, it can't be all up to him. You see what I'm saying? Because you got to do your part. So when you do your part, that's when you don't worry. When you pray and you start praying scripture, don't let that ease your worry. You're doing your part. That's why God said he wanted his word written on your heart. You ain't got to know what chapter and verse it come from. You just need to know it's in the word of God. A parent can quote chapter and verse, but does the parent have the word of God lovingly in his heart where a parent can pray? No, the parent can only repeat. So we move beyond being repetitive in the word of God to this position of we pray and we and we have faith and then we move in action in prayer. You follow what I'm saying? This is what we do and this is how we move and this is how we act and this is how we do. But we worry. We worry. We, we work, we're worried. And because it's something in us that God hasn't shown us yet how he's going to get us across the Jordan. How he's going to get us across the Red Sea. How he's going to get us into that next destiny move we make. But God say, trust me. You do your part. Haven't I shown you enough that I can do my... <laughs> Haven't I, have I proven to you yet that there's nothing beyond my capacity? But you still worry. How you gonna worry when I make the stars and the moon shine? How you gonna worry when I make the rivers flow? How you gonna make the worry when I told you that I feed you? How you gonna worry when it seems as if the devil is one, you knowing that the devil's been defeated already? Well, I didn't plan on going through this. Who does? Who plans on going through destruction and mayhem and death and, and, and disgrace and all that we go through in life? Who plans on that? Nobody. But guess what? That's a part of life. Because man was born for trouble all his days. So just when you get out, you're going back in. Hold up. Let me tell you something. Let me give you a secret. When you go out, you're going back in. And if you got, and you're going in deeper than you were when you were the last one. 
Problems don't get easier. They get worse, but your ability to be able to handle them get better. See, because when I go through something, I have my moment. And you allowed to have your moment because God loves you like that. Amen. You ain't got to be all like, nah, nah. no. He said, stand. He said, pray. He said, move in faith. And don't worry. And whatever I decide, remember, it's for your good and my glory. Amen. And sometimes the things that God brings us in his glory doesn't equate to us liking it. God is not a God that requires us to like anything that he does. We just have to trust him. It may be a test. Ezekiel had a test. God told Ezekiel, his, he took his wife from him. He had done all that he did for Israel. And then the last thing he did was test him and took his wife and then told him not to mourn. Told him not to mourn. Don't say nothing. Just go, hmm. Don't go to the funeral. Don't do nothing. Just sit there. Because you're going to be an example of how I feel towards Israel. That even though I love Israel, Israel needs to die with their disobedient self. And guess what? I'm not going to mourn over disobedience. So when we pray today, pray that God helps you become more obedient in your listening and hearing him through his words. Let's open up our Bibles. And I pray that I don't, uh, yeah, I'm not going to run over. I'm good. Matthew 6 and 6. You get to Matthew 6 and 6, say amen. It's kind of funny when you're working on sermons. <laughs> I'm working on two sermons at the same time. God, working one out of Romans, then this God said, no, I want you to do this. I said, God, when are you going to stop doing that? He said, when, when I want to. <laughs> he said, when I want to. Matthew 6 and 6, it says, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. Say in secret. In secret. Say it like you mean it. In secret. In secret. And your father, who sees in secret, say sees in secret, sees in secret. will reward you. So some Bible say openly, but this is the key to this. Did it say he might reward you? No. Did he say that sometime that he thinks about it when you pray, that he might not reward you? No. He said, if you go into your closet and your closet is being that special place you go, not geographically in your house, but in your spirit. You don't need a prayer room. You need a praying spirit. Come on. <laughs> See, you should better go into your closet sitting right there, right where you're sitting. That's right. You shouldn't need it because what? You can't get over there. <laughs> you drive and try to get home to pray and then have an accident. Because you try to get to your fancy prayer room. God has done away with the temples made by hand, right? Yeah. So your prayer room would be that. I'm not telling you not to have one. Don't, don't get me wrong. It could be a reader. I'm not telling you not. But don't put no faith in the flesh. Because that was built by hands. But there's a Holy Spirit in you that you can go tap into anytime you want to. You can shut out the world and start praying. Hannah knew how to do that. 
To the point the religious man looked at her and said, she must be drunk. She praying, her lips moving, but she ain't saying nothing. Sometimes your prayer has to be so deep, your lips are moving, but you can't utter a word. So what's the point of worrying when your God say, if you pray to me in secret, it doesn't mean that we can't have corporate prayer, but there's a level of God that you can only go into by yourself. Even when we was in corporate prayer, Venus may have been praying loud, but there was, you was in your closet. So you can be with the saints and be in your closet. If you can be around heathens and be in your closet, can't you be with the saints and be in your closet? So there's no place that you can go that you can't decide to get into your closet. Because guess what? I want God to reward me. That's your sanctification process. In this process, there's things that we do. He's telling Israel, he's telling his disciples, look, you worry too much. So when you pray, don't do like the heathens do, praying all out loud and on the street corner for people to hear you. You praying to me because the people can't do nothing for you. So don't worry. Don't worry. Let's go to Mark 6 and uh, 31. It says, Therefore, watch this. Therefore, do not be anxious. Saying what? What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Don't worry about what you're going to eat and drink. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Because guess what we just read? Your prayers in secret, God rewards them, right? So there's no reason to worry. See, it's again, he's trying to convince his disciples not to worry because it ain't what it looked like. It's not what it looked like. As I sat there, I realized it was not what it looked like. It was something totally different. I needed to be in my closet. So as when I was walking that floor in the hospital, I was in my closet. Saying, you said that if I pray to you in secret, you will reward me. And I'm going to ask you for a reward right now. I don't need it 10 years from now. I need something to have. I need something to move right now. I need you to take the saints of the prayers. I need you to take the, the me praying in secret. And I need a miracle right now. Right. See, we got to the, we got, we got so sophisticated, we act like God can't do miracles. Like he's not our own time God. But if you don't pray, he can't reward you. If it's not a secret, he's not going to reward you. So you need to go to your closet. Say, don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink. Verse 32. For what? For the Gentiles seek after all these earthly things. I'll put earthly things. And your what? Heavenly Father knows that you need them. He knows what you need. He knows what you need here. Don't think there's nothing that God won't give you that you need. Our problem is we read that part about God wants to give us the desires of our heart. That's the same, folks. Amen. And the desire of your heart should be salvation and sanctification once you say it. It's not about anything and everything. Because I'm going to prove it to you. Verse 32, y'all know this, what? Oh, I'm sorry, Mark, uh, Matthew 6, I'm sorry. Matthew 6, I, I was in Matthew 
chapter 3, not in Matthew chapter 6. I'm sorry. Yeah. I said Mark. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Matthew chapter 6, verse 32. Thank you, V. Everybody's sitting there saying nothing. Y'all better. Y'all know I'm going through. Come on. Matthew chapter 6. I read verse 31. 31. Now I'm on 32. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. So when you pray in secret and get the reward and you're seeking God's kingdom by praying to him in secret, he's saying everything else will be taken care of. All your needs will be taken care of. But see, you got to learn how to go to your closet. And I'm trying to make you understand there's some reason to worry if you're doing what God tells you to do. Worry comes in because you're being disobedient. See, what you want to do is God to do everything for you. But there's a part that you play. We see it here. There's a reward to be given by God, but you got to play the part. You got to do your part in sanctification. Yes, quit using the excuse that God going to do something when you ain't done your part. Y'all do it all the time. Because it's easy to say, God, I'm just going to sit here and let you do it. And God say, well, why? I've done everything for you. I saved you. Now it's time for you to walk it out. The Bible tells us to make sure our salvation. The Bible tells us to examine ourselves to make sure we're in the faith. The Bible tells us to work out our own soul's salvation. You work it out by living a life in Christ. So why are you worried? Yeah, you don't want stuff to happen to you, but who does? But you keep moving forward. It doesn't make a difference what happens to me. It's like, Lord, I just got to keep moving forward because if I keep moving forward, I ain't got time to worry. There's a movie, and I forget, The Greatest Race, The Greatest Race with Tony Curtis, his old race. And the guy was driving a sports car. And he grabbed his rearview mirror and threw it out the thing. And the guy said, why are you throwing your rearview mirror out? He said, because I'm not worried about who's behind me. I'm worried about what's in front of me. So what I'm telling you is, you can't do nothing about yesterday. You can only do something about today. And he said, seek him and his righteousness. Sanctified people search for God's righteousness. In the scriptures and living out their life. You're doing your part by seeking. The Bible tells us if we seek, we'll find it, right? So it's not God's going to withhold any good gift from you. He says, I'm going to give you a good gift. But you've got to do it in order. You've got to do it in a proper manner. You have to do it in a way that God will reward you. And you have to take time to pray. The church is where it's at today in America because we stopped praying. We know how to have church. We know how to have church. We know how to walk up and down the aisle. We know how to stand at the door in attention. We know how to do all that stuff. But do we know how to dig in and pray? Not for selfishness, for other people. Or do we think our church is better than their church? They church. Look, the code of many colors tells us that there's different types. There's only one God. He didn't say walk in truth, seek, well, seek his righteousness. He's talking to all the disciples of God. Seek his righteousness and he'll take care of you. 634 says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. For what? Tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Meaning that you need to deal with stuff today. Can you really focus on the next 10 minutes? 
We talked about in Bible study how we get in church and our mind begins to drift and wander. How can you be focused on the day when you're thinking about 10 days from now? You worry about Christmas and Christmas dinner and who you're going to have a gift for and who you don't have money to get a gift for. Is that seeking God's righteousness? Is that praying in secret? No, that's being fleshy like the Gentiles, the unbelievers. You should be the calmest person in the middle of a storm. Because your heavenly father was the calmest person. He was asleep. See, when you're in the middle of your storm, you need to wake up and say, peace, be still. Let me go on back to sleep. If it worked for Jesus, it could work for you. I'm not talking about the elements. I'm talking about the storm that rages inside of you. Peace be still. I need some rest. I don't. I understand when you told us don't be anxious about anything for tomorrow will take care of itself. Here's a quote from a wise man. He says, a wise man makes opportunity. A wise man makes opportunities. Then he finds worry. Francis Bacon. A wise man will make opportunities. Basically, instead of worry. See, instead of you worrying, you need to be making opportunities while you're going through your storm. Don't you know your storm is put there so you can make opportunities for yourself? Doors are closed so doors can be open. Things happen so you can mature in Christ. The only way you're going to mature in Christ is to go through something. And the more you go through, God checks to see if you handled it. And if you haven't handled it, he's so gracious and mercy. He said, I'm going to put them right back in something else because they didn't quite start praying to me. They started talking to their friends too much. They didn't seek me first. They sought me last. Not realizing that they should have sought me first. So that's what I did. I didn't call nobody. I started seeking God. Because guess what? He's the only one that can change something. But I had to do my part. So Frank Francis Bacon knew that there was a reason not to worry. That worries bring about opportunities. But you got to see the opportunity in the situation that you're in. What is it when you go through a problem? Your opportunity is to pray. So God sets up these little bitty things in our lives and some of them big things to always seek him first. That's how much he loves you. He puts you in position that you're going to seek him first. And then he said, he will reward you. Paul in Philippians 4, go to 4.18. Philippians 4.18. And go to 19. Let's just go to 19 for speedy say Read 18 for yourself, but read 19 and says, and my God supplies every need of, of, of you according to what? His riches are going. Now watch this. There's a difference to applying all your needs by and according to. You say, Pastor, that's the same thing. No, it's not. If I say I'm going to supply all the needs by my riches and glory, that means I'm going to put a limit on it. But if it's according to my riches and glory, that means whatever I got, you can have, and you can have all you want and all you need. God says, see, Paul understood that when you are in the spirit, when you're part of the body of Christ, he will supply his body with all he all it needs according to his riches and glory. So how rich is God? Well, how rich is the universe? He's richer than that. So if he's willing to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory, and because you pray in secret, he will reward you, your reward is the riches and glory that he will supply to you. You got to make it work for you. So your reward on this earth is, look, I've got your back. 
But in 18, it talks about what somebody sacrificed for Paul. And Paul says, I'm full now because of your sacrifice. See, what happens when you sacrifice one to another and for one another, that person you sacrifice to and sacrifice for and your prayer and your offering and your love, guess what? They're getting the gift of God in them from you. When you all prayed for me, it was sacrificial. So I'm full now. According to his riches and glory. Because y'all prayed in the power of the Holy Spirit. Look at Philippians 4.20. says, to, to our God be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I don't want to do that one. Philippians, I'm sorry. Don't worry about that one. Philippians 4 and 20, that's the next verse. Philippians 4 and 20. And so we're all in a position where we're still growing. And Paul takes us into the sanctification process. And that's what I'm saying. Don't worry. Because you're in the process, don't worry. Don't, don't, you, you guys try to get, get where God's taking you too fast. You know, I hear these little things that you say, I'm not where I'm not far along. I'm not where I, okay, I get that. But don't use that excuse. See, what happens when you keep talking about what you're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Because you're spending too, instead of saying, tell me what you're not, go do what you're supposed to do. Instead of telling me what you're going to do, just do it. Because the Bible said in that passage back in Matthew, a little further up, it says, when you give in secret, God still will reward you. You give in secret, he rewards you. You pray in secret, he rewards you. There's no reason to worry because you're doing your part in secret. So now you know why I get on y'all when y'all tell me y'all gonna do something. Why? When you tell me you're gonna do something, do you know what that means to me? You worry. Just do it. Well, regardless, if you're going to pray for me, pray. You don't need to call me and tell me you prayed for me. Because you want me to pat you on the back. You did a good job. Don't tell me what you're going to do. Just do it and let me be surprised. Don't you want God's reward in secret? Yes, I do. So then you need to do some stuff in secret. Learn how to be a secret Santa when it comes to God. Learn how to walk in this place where you're not worrying. Learn how to be a good steward of your time. Don't spend so much time talking about what you don't have. He just said that you have everything according to his riches and glory. He will give it to you. You don't have to give it. He gave it. It's in you. But you got to stir up the gift. You got to decide that you're going to live in a manner according to your faith. You know, you can't live above your faith. Even when you was in the corner world, you couldn't live above your faith. Whatever you believed in, you did it. You didn't do stuff outside your belief. Same thing with this when you're the body of Christ. If you got little faith, you walk a little. It doesn't mean that you're not going. We're talking about the sanctification process. Again, I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about once you're saved, if your faith is little faith, then you'll get the reward of a little faith. But you can have great faith. And the only way you can have great faith is first thing you got to do, stop worrying. And look how good God is. Church, I know y'all do, but I want to encourage you in that. No matter what happens, we got to continue to praise God. 
No matter what I go through, no matter what you go through, I still got to give God the glory. I still got to look at God and say, God, whether you do or whether you don't, you still are my God. All I got to say, as far as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And see, I got a natural house and I got a spiritual house. And as far as me and this house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're not going to do no different than that. And we're going to love on each other. We're going to treat each other right. We're going to help the sick. We're going to help the homeless. We're going to talk to each other in a proper manner. And we're going to continue to love and do as God has called us to do. And we're not going to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself. And when we do get a problem, it's just an opportunity to show how much we love God. So I want to encourage you today as I encourage myself. Look, you know what? Sometimes the Bible says you got to encourage yourself. And now behind y'all prayers, I'm encouraged because you know what? There's no weapon that's formed that can work against me. I know that. You got to know that. I know that I can be the head and not the tail. I know that. I know that no matter what happens, God is good. I know no matter what calamity I go through, no matter what, how much we may suffer as a body and you as an individual, God got you. Because when he said, no angel, no principality shall shepherd. Think about what he says. There's nothing that has been made under God's heaven or on earth that can separate you from what Jesus did for us at the cross. So why are you worried? The blood has been poured out. He's been raised for your justification. And now you walk in the newness of life. Only new creatures in Christ know that. So I don't want to challenge you today. Old man worries. New creature walks in faith. Old man's concerned about everything of yesterday. New man only walks in the newness of life. Old man is alive to sin. New man is dead to sin. Old man never stumbles in sin because they live in sin. The new man has trouble because on the strength of God. The new man says, let sin have no more dominion over me. Amen. Dominion means it, it's around me. It's no longer I that sin, but it's the sin that dwelleth in me. So the new man knows that I have been saved, but the sin from Adam is still lingering. And guess what? I have a choice. Whether I'm going to succumb to that thing or walk in the newness of life. If you want to stop something, all you got to do, I challenge you. If there's something you want to stop, you want to stop what you said you want to stop. Instead of when you get the urge, start praying. That delivers me all the time. Because something about when I start praying, I can't sin. I can't sin. But if I neglect to pray, then I possibly will. But when I pray, I'm seeking his righteousness and his rewards. And then I begin to understand he's given me every spiritual gift in the heavenlies according to his riches and his glory. So no reason to worry, saints. It's going to be okay. It ain't what it look like. It's better. Let's pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word, for your people, Lord. As we go through difficult times, Lord, it is you that we count on and you that we trust. Lord, let us not look to the left or to the right, but look us, let us look into the magnificent eyes of Jesus Christ. Lord, he's sitting at the right-hand side of God, having all power, interceding on our behalf for every little thing, Lord. We don't pray as we ought, but he changes things, Lord. Thank you for your grace that you go. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk of Truth Radio Podcast. 
and Senior Pastor of Walker True Christian Fellowship Church. I want to invite all those in the St. Louis metropolitan area to come worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ building located at 2301 Wallace Avenue. That's W-A-L-L-I-S Avenue 63114 in Overland, Missouri. Our Dig Deeper Bible Studies are held 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Tuesdays. Our Rescue Addiction Recovery class is being held at 7 p.m. on Mondays. We want you to come enjoy the love of God, worship with us, and go line by line and verse by verse as we travel through the Bible. We look forward to seeing you, and one of the things you can leave at home is your wallet. We want you to come sit back, enjoy the fellowship, the love, and the great teaching that goes on at Walking Truth. This is Pastor Jay. I always want you to be encouraged to be blessed. And thank you for considering us as your place of worship. Peace. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk Truth Radio Podcast and Senior Pastor of Walk and True Christian Fellowship Church. I always get a question. How do I find you other than Facebook? Well, all you have to do from your smartphone or computer is Google. Walk in Truth Radio, Dr. James Sutton. And there will be many platforms to listen to the broadcast from. You pick the one that you enjoy. We are on every podcast platform. If you go to your favorite podcast platform and just search Walk in Truth Radio, you'll see the footprint and that's us. You can subscribe there or simply Google us and listen to the latest broadcast of Walk in Truth Radio, where we teach the Bible line by line and verse by verse. So again, Google Walk in Truth Radio with Dr. James Sutton and look for the icon of the footprint in the sand. Peace. Hello, this is Pastor Jay. I'm excited to invite you to come over to listen to our broadcast on YouTube. Yes, Walk in True Christian Fellowship Church on YouTube. We have some great videos over there and you'll be able to listen to all the lessons and the podcast. So again, subscribe, like, and continue to comment and listen. This is Pastor Jay. Talk to you later. Peace. Hello, this is Pastor Jay. I'm excited to invite you to come over to listen to our broadcast on YouTube. Yes, Walk in True Christian Fellowship Church on YouTube. We have some great videos over there and you'll be able to listen to all the lessons and the podcast. So again, subscribe, like, and continue to comment and listen. This is Pastor Jay. Talk to you later. Peace.